This episode is about soldiers or people making a difference. You ever been bitten by an elephant, sorry, Major? I mean, you can only endure things that you don't enjoy for so long. If you don't have a strong trunk, then the tree's not going to grow. What kind of impact does it have on you? I'm going straight up to RCSM <laughs> right now. Like, what do I do this time? I don't know. Best response to that is a question, sign Major. Why not? Good afternoon, Jagoons, or morning, or evening, or whenever you're listening to this. This is uh, Command Sergeant Major Burke. I want to give you an opening quote to kind of start this. We make the biggest difference with the small things that we do consistently over time. The reason I wanted to share that is because this episode is going to be talking about selfless service and taking the initiative. So in the room today, I have some individuals that I think kind of epitomize that um, from across the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. And uh, I will let them introduce themselves and we will go around the horn. We'll start with Staff Sergeant LaRue. Uh, I'm Staff Sergeant LaRue, uh, Platoon Sergeant and Quick Strike 4-2. 11 Bravo is my MOS, uh, Infantryman. Infantryman, okay. I'm Stephen Brelo. I'm a specialist in the United States Army. I'm part of Res 2CR. Apologize, I'm still kind of nervous, but I'm part of Chaos Troop, and I'm a 25 Quebec. 25 Quebec. It's a good thing that all the 11 Bravos are over here. Roger. All right, so we can keep <laughs> you guys in our vision and make sure we can uh, faint off any attacks. Now that we've actually went live with some podcasts, what was your initial thoughts when you got invited to come on? For me, Sar Major? Yeah. It, I thought I was going to be in trouble. I'm going straight up to the RCSM <laughs> right now. Like, what did I do this time? I don't know. I don't what know, did but... you do this time? <laughs> this time? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. But uh, being here, it's being able to be a part of the community, 2CR community. It's It's been phenomenal for me since I've arrived in Germany. How long have you been here? I've been here since October 2019. Okay. All right. Awesome. Bumped into Major Ambling. Right. And he's like, hey, track it Monday night. I'm like, I am now, sir. Let's go. Let's do this. And he's like, all right. Oh, so what was your thoughts? I, I'm, a, I, I'm always willing to help out where I can. He's like, hey, we just went to talk about how volunteering helps out the community and get more people uh, interested in volunteering. Perfect segue. Okay, so why were you selected to be here? Okay, uh, I was nominated for USG Bavaria Top Volunteer for the Year. Okay. Um, with Talking with Major Ambling, he was saying that he wants to get more people involved because a lot of soldiers... There's some soldiers that do volunteer, but there's uh-huh. a lot of sol- uh, soldiers that do not volunteer. Where do you volunteer primarily at? Uh, mostly with the uh, Bavarian Spouses Club with okay. the uh, thrift shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh-huh. I help out with thrift shops. Special Raylo, go ahead. I'm sorry, I had to beat just ass aren't. So. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe whoa, next year you might get whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. You set this up. Oh, man. All right. Okay, go ahead. You, you, hey, got, you, you know got what they say. Me. If you're not first. The last. What? Oh, man. Oh. Go ahead. I didn't say it. I, didn't <laughs> say it. I did not say that. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, go ahead. Uh, I was the USAG Bavaria Volunteer of the Year. No big deal. No, no big deal. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very humble about it. I'm very thankful for the support group that I have around me, and it's it's been phenomenal. I, I can't ask for a better support group with the USO Graf and Camp Aachen and the Bavaria region. It's great. So what you primarily work through the USO, correct? Right. Is that where you, most of your volunteer work comes from? Yes, Army Major. Okay, awesome. Each one of these soldiers that's in here, you know, has made a difference in some way. Volunteering on garrison activities, USO activities. It's an investment on your part, but it's also an investment in what you're doing and the individuals you bestow that upon. People tend to think that you got to try to change the world. <laughs> change the world, it's got to be these huge things. I, I disagree with that strongly. And I go back to my original kind of quote. 
It's the small things done consistently over time that make the biggest impact. For me, Sergeant Major, there's a, I was talking to Lieutenant Colonel Harless, and he recommended a book called The Tipping Point by oh, nice. mm-hmm, by Malcolm Goldwell, if I yeah. said his name correctly. Correct. I, I read it the first week that he mentioned it. I got it from the library because I'm a, I'm a frugal man. I don't like spending money on a lot of things. Tipping point is like one little act. It can make a huge difference, and, and you might not see that difference at all, but seeing it right here at Staff Sergeant LaRue, you never know what someone's doing for the community. And for me, it's it's a huge impact, regardless of how minute it might be. Okay. What kind of impact does it have on you? Your work, obviously, you do it for others, but I think we'd all be lying to ourselves if we said we didn't get something out of it. For me, it's... Other than a big award. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, our major, the award, for me, it's it's more than that. It's, it's the community that we represent as a whole. Okay. And being awarded that, it just it just shows the commitment that I have to the community and also the community has in me. And having the community be on my back saying that, you know what, you did great. You're, yeah. you're awesome. You, you helped us out. And here's a little thing that we appreciate for everything that you're doing on your free time. Obviously, you do it because you, you enjoy it. I mean, you can only endure things that you don't enjoy for so long, especially when you're talking about your free time. If you don't enjoy it. You know, you got to have some kind of motivation. Let's just be honest. It is us and whoever else listens to the podcast eventually. <laughs> but everybody likes recognition. Everybody likes to be told job well done. I think sometimes we forget that. And sometimes maybe we just kind of rush through that process of it. But that is a big part of it. But, you know, just simply telling somebody, hey, I really appreciate what you did there, man. You know, uh, thank you for doing that. Okay, one thing I want you to think about, okay, and we'll come back. What is it? What does community mean to you? Why is that so important to you? And why is that such a driving factor? All right, we'll come back to that so you can kind of think about it a little bit. Okay. okay. LaRue, why do you do what you do? Why do you volunteer? Why do you help out the entire community the way you do? Best response to that is a question, Sergeant Major. Why not? So I don't have time. <laughs> everyone has. Well, I don't know about your schedule, Sergeant Major. You're probably pretty, pretty busy with, you know. Nah, <laughs> Um, I just tell people to get off the grass. <laughs> That's all I really do. No, in our profession, we always want to make ourselves better. We want to make our team better, our squad better, yeah. make our community better. And I just look where I can see if there's a void, see if I can't step into some of that void and make that void better, fill that void and see where I can make whatever area I'm going into better. Make people's lives better. Make, exactly. So, because you said you volunteered at the thrift shop, right? Yeah, right. So, you know, what is it? What does a thrift shop do? I mean, uh, they take donations in from the community uh, on Vilsec and on Graph, and they sort donations, and then they resell to the on posts, and then all the proceeds from those sales go back to the community for right. scholarships and grants. Oh wow! So for okay. soldiers and spouses oh, and I didn't know dependents, that I didn't yeah. either. I didn't, I, know I, that. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. So all those proceeds go right back. So the the units can get grants. There's a scholarship spring and uh, fall semesters that right. all the active duty and dependents can uh, apply for. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, I mean, we you know I've donated some stuff to the thrift shop, and honestly, I just thought it was. You, know, you gave stuff up and people could use it, you know, or people could purchase it. But I had no idea about the whole mm-hmm. scholarship thing. That's huge. And I think the other reason that the thrift shop is kind of important here, because uh, quite frankly, when, when my wife and I or, uh, yeah, my wife and I got here, we actually went to the thrift shop and mm-hmm. we picked up a couple of things, you know, some like coffee cups and plates and stuff. When you get here, yeah, you have the temp furniture and woo, 
Whew. Oh. That temp furniture is quality. So nice. Well, it is what it is, but it gets the job done at the end of the day, I suppose. You don't want to sit there and buy pots and pans and plates and all this other stuff, and you can go mm -hmm. to the thrift shop and actually purchase them. Um, because I waited uh, 72 days for my household goods um, after I arrived in Germany, you know, and that's a long time to go without all that stuff. So it's a, it's a great service. I did not know that about all that the, the thrift shop. I think I'm gonna have to go clean out my garage and maybe donate a little bit more stuff to the thrift shop now that I know that piece. I think I have a washer and dryer. No, I'm not giving that up. Nah, don't give that up. <laughs> <laughs> the other piece that you said that really kind of stuck with me too is, is why not? I feel almost kind of, I don't want to say obligation, but a responsibility um, to make it better, to make, you know, to make people's lives better, you know, to make it better overall. I probably am going to butcher this. Uh, I was on uh, one of my leader's plaques, you know, as he was kind of going away and it said, thank you for making us better than you found us. And it's this concept of no matter what you're doing, if you're talking about your soldiers as a leader, or if you're talking about, you know, if you are staying somewhere, you're using somebody's vehicle, you leave it better than you found it. Mm -hmm. You know, you do something to make it better for the next person. And I think that applies to leadership, that applies to volunteering, you know, it just applies to so many different things. And more people need to be like that. It matters. It makes people's lives better. All right. I said I was going to come back to you. So community, talk to us about community. Why is that important to you? I was born and raised in Hawaii. Having a close-knit community like that, it's different. The atmosphere there, it's... I can't explain it. It's 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 something that I can't even fathom at that point. Well, you're on an island. Uh, yeah. I mean, so you only pretty, have each other. That's true. You know, and if, if planes stop coming, boats stop coming. That's, well, that's it. You that's only it. have each other. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I think it kind of forces that, so to speak. It it does. Coming from those type of roots, for me, it's uh, translating that into just the career path and also the community as well. Having that, it's like a tree. If you don't have a strong trunk, then the tree's not going to grow. And for me, that's the community is where the basis is every, everything at is. If you don't have a strong community, then your career is never going to progress. You're always going to go home expecting that, oh, man, I'm going home. Well, there's nothing around here for me. And then you're just, you're a Debbie Downer. You don't have that positive reinforcement consistently in your life. Me giving back to the community, being that one change, that's huge. I may not be able to change the whole world, but if I can change that person, that's their world, period. Yeah, that's pretty profound. I like the conversation of how you spend your time and how it has a positive impact on you. And you know that you're helping the community. What do a lot of people do in their off time? Drink, play video games, go to clubs and stuff like that. What do they have for that at the end of the day? How does that make them better? How does that make them feel? Yeah, you have fun in the moment, but long term, it doesn't really do anything for you. When you work at the USO till 23, 2200 at night, you, you know, do all the different stuff that you're doing there and you make people smile. When you're done with your shift, your volunteer shift, you feel like you did something. You served a purpose, so to speak, even Definitely. in your off time. You know, I mean, being a soldier, wow, that's pretty purposeful. But, you <laughs> know, you. doing it in your off time, I mean, that's even more, right? Roger that. You know, we go back to what we were just talking about there, you know, where how people spend their time. Why are you not doing what a lot of people do, where they just spend their time kind of on these uh, these things that provide this immediate gratification? Stronger people are harder to kill. So hitting up the gym, getting stronger physically, getting stronger mentally, you mental a lot strength. Of people coming around trying physical to kill strength. you all the time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Infantrymen, sorry. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs>
when you instill that drive to better themselves, then they're going to drive themselves to better their person to the left and right. Okay. And just <clears throat> exponentially from there. Right. So you're making better people. You're not just making better soldiers. You're making better people. Right. You're, you know, so, so many, you know, so many things you just talked about right there, you know, as a leader, you are making better people. And it's just like you said, they go off and yeah, they go to another unit. They carry that forward. Okay. That's great. And that's great for the army. But even if they get out of the army, Absolutely. because here's the truth. Okay. And I tell people this when the ETS, you know, I've, I've done this for a very long time. It does not matter what rank you're leaving the army as mm -hmm. you leave as a specialist, a PFC sergeant, staff sergeant, whatever rank. Once people look at you and they know you were in the military, they're going to think you're a leader because just the natural kind of aura that the army has. And you're either going to live up to that or you're not. But at the end of the day, you represent the United States Army, even out of uniform. We have the USO. We have some of these things because there was a need created for them. We needed to find a way to occupy soldiers' time on post. We needed to be there in the time of need for families, you know, and provide them amenities that might not be able to get on their own without a significant cost themselves. That's why all these different things, they were started by somebody that was trying to make a difference. They were started by somebody that was trying to do something right for the betterment of mankind, so to speak. I mean, you know, okay, wow, that's, you know, getting really high there. But, you know, it's true, though. Just hitting back on, uh, you're talking about here where the soldiers, you know, emptying their paychecks, not getting anything out of it. Just a, a quick woohoo, you know, that night. If we're able, as leaders, able to influence them to go have a passport and experience Europe. We're, right. we're so lucky to be here in USG Bavaria where we could just, hey, put a pass in and go to whatever country we could that we clear, you know, get cleared for, depending on what echelon you're at. Spend your money there experiencing Europe, getting that culture. Some of those privates, they may be in a really small community with graduating class of 20, and they have nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I had a graduating class of 23 so. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. So it was, <laughs> it was 1998. I don't remember. <laughs> well, they actually combined like a bunch of schools yeah. together for our graduation. <laughs> so I don't, I really don't remember. Oh, you're sitting there talking about experiences and memories and everything else, you know, and the USO, you know, is a great place for people to congregate, meet people that they might not normally meet. There's one uh, thing that I was thinking about. So I was up in Garmisch. It was uh, because 2CR's hockey team was uh, playing a tournament up there, right? And uh, so we went to the slopes uh, one day uh, right there, and there was a, a team leader there. Uh, one of the team leaders, I think he was from 2nd Squadron, if I remember right. And with him was his entire squad all his privates and everything else. And he taught them how to ski or snowboard, whatever it was that they you know, wanted to do for that entire weekend. There's so many experiences to have over here, but after your D, you know, after your time's done here, what are you going to have to remember it? You know, how are you going to remember your time here? You know, how long you been here right now? Just over three years. I mean, well, three years. Yeah. Why are you not gone? COVID. Oh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, no. All right. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Okay. But what are you going to remember about your time here? Uh, the high op tempo, but also the time off where we're able to just travel and experience Europe with my wife. Okay. And it's like, oh, hey, oh, it's a four-day weekend. Let's go get some sangria. Oh, okay. Yeah. We fly to Madrid. Yeah. Just drop a hat. Madrid's Done. awesome. That's yeah. awesome city. Yeah, it is. Um, just a phenomenal experience and opportunities here that soldiers should take. Not yeah. just yeah. can take, but should take. Right. You know, so they're not just going to downtown Vilsec yep. where right. they can walk to the club and just waste their paycheck on 
you know, German beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least, I mean, the German beer is good. I mean, we'll yeah. all admit that. You're not wrong. But, yep. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, you know, there could be memories that are created that will mm-hmm. last a lifetime. You won't remember that club. No. No, you don't. No, we no, won't no. remember that person you danced with no. 10 yeah. years from now. Or no. just walking out to the local fest, the Cure Was, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Just having that, going back to that sense of community. Yeah. Because you see all the locals dressing up in their dindles and lederhosen and having that sense of community. And do just, you have a lederhosen? I do, Simon. Mean. Hell yeah. You no, not yes. Oh (laughs) man, Uh, that's a lot of fun. P flaps are a little interesting, but whatever. Okay, what? How long you been here? I've been here since October 2019. Sorry, major. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me about I think eight months now. Yeah. So, but you, other than the COVID part, you know what? What's been important to you? What do you? What do you think you're going to remember so far? I think what I'll remember so far is just knowing that a lot of my friends back home in Hawaii that they didn't, they can't experience this type of culture here. And yeah. it, it's kind of sad because they, they only see pictures that I sent back home. You know, yeah. there's thousands of miles away on a, on a volcano on Oahu <laughs> and they can, they can never see, <laughs> they, they can never see like, unless they spend like thousands and thousands of dollars just to travel from there to, to Europe. Yeah. And, and you can literally go anywhere. Yeah on a train for like 30 euro and it's crazy because it's like it's i've never been on like i've been on the amtrak before right where it's like 60 miles per hour the ones here they go 200 almost 300 kilometers an hour and i was like oh my god i was like scared the first time using it but it's it's great and and i can't i'm i'm super blessed to be here and i'm happy to be here yeah so the, the the biggest question of the day why do you have such a ginormous water source <laughs> i get that question a lot sar major i did you see this that's thing massive it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. it's a five quart yeah but I, I carry it around everywhere it's basically my artillery shell i got it back at fort carson you know, i found it in uh the training field area basically that's but, how you get covid yeah. <laughs> that's the patient <laughs> that started COVID. Patient zero. patient zero but I, I i try to stay hydrated as much as i can how many of those you drink a day yeah, I usually drink the whole thing in a day. How much about. does it hold? Uh, He's picking it up and looking at the bottom. 3.79 liters. That's almost a gallon, right? Yeah. Uh, or is that more than a gallon? I think it's almost a gallon. Jesus, it's a lot of water. Anyway, okay, I don't know why I decided to talk about that, but it's been catching my <laughs> eyes. Awesome. So, you know, with COVID and everything that we've been through, how have you found a way because you know i don't think the thrift shop's been open has no it? they've been, yeah, 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 they've been closed, closed. For, yeah. uso's been closed they've been you closed. know so how have you found a way to make a difference since kind of the onset of covid uh i've been volunteering with the uh the quick strike uh, frg okay and then so on the weekends i'll make some food and bring it to the guys in the barracks oh okay uh, you know and or they will do a, a work day so it's just a very few numbers in the workshop the thrift shops and we'll a uh, bunch of ladies will actually go in and just start through donations. It's been continually donating uh, mm-hmm. through the COVID. That way, when we or they open the stores back up, everything's already priced, ready to go out, and then we get more money back to the community. Okay. How about you? What have you been doing since uh, life changed drastically? It changed drastically. <laughs> for me, uh, me and my roommate, uh, Specialist Flax, we created a video for the USO. Okay. And uh, me, I'm, I'm very big into sandbag training. Oh, okay. And okay. so I ordered some rubber mulch from Amazon. It was like 30 bucks for 80 pounds. 
and I use one of the green green duffel, the green army duffel bags that you yeah. can get. You can buy it at the uh, clothing and sales. I had an extra one. Yeah. Well, I got a freaking more duffel bags than I know what to do with. <laughs> That's so, a good idea. I didn't even think of that. You sit there and make your own. And I, we made a video on how to make our own, and we I call her Big Bertha because she, she does a lot of pain for me when I work out with her. And How much is it weigh? Uh, 80 pounds. Well, I think it's like 85 now. Added. Is that just one that you used? Uh, so I bought one with sand with it, um, yeah. or you can use dirt, soil, whatever you can find that can conform to your body. Right. So the Big Bertha is 85 pounds, and then the other one's about 70. You got to bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers right there. You say that now, Sergeant Major. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, you have not seen some of uh, the 2CR workout photos. Oh, I haven't. Uh, what? Mm -mm. How? All right. Well, no, that's good. I'd, I'd, come, I'd come do a workout with you. I'll do uh, one with you. I think uh, you're top tier. I'm probably like below uh, middle tier. I'm also old. I have a lot of miles <laughs> on these old feet. So, okay. In little ways, try to make a difference. You try to do things that help those, you know, your roommate around you, you know, the soldiers within the barracks you know, through FRG gives them a purpose. It's always easier, you know, for kind of those support agencies, the FRG, but quite frankly, even the USOs or any of them, when they have a green suitor that can kind of help them through the process. And they're always going to kind of get that tie in into the organization a little bit more, even the FRGs, even though it's mm -hmm. our spouses, they still, you know, that, that green suitor kind of helps facilitate that function. What would be your advice for, you know, anybody listening to the podcast, what kind of mentality they maybe need to have or what they need to kind of do to make a difference, even the smallest scale and how they can kind of build up from that. For me, it's, it's something simple. When I come to the table, I want to eat, but I don't want to eat alone. The people I surround myself around with, I want them to eat with me too. So when I come to the table, I'm starving. I'm hungry. They're going to be hungry too. Right. And when we all come to the table, we're all going to eat and reap the benefits that we worked so hard to accomplish. That's an interesting analogy. I like it though. Well, how do you get the people to the table? What's some of the things you do to you know get other people involved? It can be someone in a passing by. You know, it's, yeah. if you can tell body body language, their face, they've been down, and just talking to them. Yeah. They're like, hey, where are you from? Or how's your day going? Some simple stuff. So just and a positive interaction. Just that interaction, you'll never know how much of an impact it will make at the end of the day. You no. never know. Absolutely. Because when they go to their room or their house. They're like, man, that one person, they, they really brighten my day. I'm going to do better, do something. Yeah. It, that that one little impact, that tipping point is what's going to make that huge impact. You know, so having that kind of out outreach, even in face masks, you know, <laughs> six foot distancing, you know, but you still have that positive impact on people. Definitely. You know, something that I, you know, I've done, you know, as I've kind of went around and especially like on the weekends and I see soldiers working out on the beaver fits, you know, which was probably the best investment 2CR ever made in Definitely. the history of time. <laughs> you know, um, we never thought they would get used quite like they did. We knew they would be used, but wow. Oh, they're really good use. I mean, whoever whoever got that, they need to major FD MSM right there. Boom, right on. The uh, side. Well, yeah, that's was, <laughs> that was part of Major Hefty's MSM. That's awesome. So what I tell them is is hey, uh, next time you come out here, grab somebody, grab a soldier that maybe doesn't work out a lot or doesn't know how to work out or you know you kind of see them they're not out and about a lot and bring them out with you next time you know bring them out tomorrow and work out with them show them how to work out it's very easy to do when it's a soldier in your squad too so okay how about you uh on the roof uh kind of a hit on already but just keep it simple yeah small simple steps you ever been bitten by an elephant sorry major 
<laughs> it's uh, a small it's the small things that'll kill you yeah, like, you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. like but it, 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 the way the whole thing goes is have you ever been bit by an elephant no nope. have you ever been bit by an ant yes yep yeah see it's the small things that get yeah. you yeah. you come bouncing off that that ant itty bitty thing can carry multiple times its own body weight because it just it's just able to yeah and then builds up a huge anthill and bigger and bigger right? yeah right whereas an elephant's just lumbering along and really doesn't build yeah what lot. the hell do elephants even do i mean really at the end of the day you know <laughs> the, <laughs> the ants you know they have that, that community that anthill and keeping it all tight niche so um the <laughs> sit back they're like what the is he talking about? <laughs> okay uh, um, but yeah, just keep it simple and just build yourself up and then build your person to your left and right back up and yeah. keep being that competitive. You know, so I'd leave you with this last thing and I swear I wrote this down before. Okay. But it's amazing. You know, the things that you guys kind of hit on as we were going through this, start small with one person yourself, stop trying to change the world, focus on changing a small piece of it. One action at a time. These changes may take time, but eventually they will come to fruition. So we kind of wrap this up, you know, first gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully you kind of took some things away. Uh, you definitely provided some great insight that I think, uh, you know, people that eventually will listen to this, um, you know, maybe I'll give them some uh, things to think about, you know, and how you as individual soldiers, whether we're talking about volunteering, we're talking about working out, we're talking about being part of this community, investing in their profession, investing in playing it forward, passing it along, whether, you know, it's for their future in the army or for the betterment of the community or the garrison kind of as a whole. Hopefully that's what people take away from this kind of podcast. This is Jagoon7 signing off.